0: it's just depressing right because you want to think that it's like david versus goliath but it's really like it's david versus god <laughs> yeah 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 exactly it's like at best you're just gonna like get a little bit coming to some other people but you're never gonna hurt your target right yeah. Like and and that is kind of a sad thing is that like in most you're gonna mildly irritate this giant corporation but they're never gonna really have to do penance yeah. for anything they did
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 581 with a review of Dark Waters. I'm Christopher Schnazy. And I'm Stephen Miller. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Um, this week, we are talking about a film that may be coming to a theater near you. I feel like it's playing in very limited release here in the city, but yeah. it should be... It should it's definitely a be cover a cover up. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dupont's spending a lot of money to make sure nobody sees this film. Um, but yeah, this is a story about um, a major chemical company that uh, made a chemical that was hurting a lot of people, and it's sort of about the study of um, or, or a man who was basically trying to sue the company to uh, get them to stop and let out the truth about what's going on with this company. Um, so Stephen. Being a good hypochondriac that you are, <laughs> did you go through all of your pans once you got back from seeing this film and try to figure out if you had Teflon in any of them?
0: So, the only thing that defines me more than being a hypochondriac is being <laughs> incredibly lazy and self justifying when it comes to any sort of like need I have to modify my consumer behavior. So, Despite being massive hypochondriac, I never once I remember I, I talked to Joanna the night like we got back from the movie and I was like Yeah, nonstick pants have Teflon, but like probably not very much like, <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even like think about it more than that. I was like they wouldn't do that to me
1: <laughs> So no, I, I did absolutely nothing like in real time. I I did not I knew I, I Know DuPont the name DuPont Sure, y'all uh, watch
0: Foxcatcher <laughs>
1: I knew this film was about poisoning of the nearby towns. But when this was like, oh, the chemical that we're poisoning people with to pond, to lake, even to <laughs> ocean. But like as soon as as soon as the film got to the point where it was like, yes, the chemical in question, this PFOA, is the primary active ingredient in Teflon, which is like a household name for mm. my entire life. Yeah. I was like um. <laughs> what? <laughs> and I definitely was like, okay. I literally, I just moved, got my own place, and bought like all new pans. I was like, these are new pans, right? I mean, these can't have Teflon in them, right? They they have to be totally safe and fine. Mm-hmm. And the entire movie, I was like, get to the part where they're gonna tell us that like all Teflon's gone now. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we'll get into it a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely... Spoilers,
0: Teflon is still around. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I definitely did some research on... Like, I, I have few enough products at home because I have, like, sets of things that it was easy for me to research uh, what chemicals are being used in my stuff. But I'm still not super confident about things. And I'm definitely never going above medium heat <laughs> on my stove yep. ever. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, so this is a fun film to sit Mm -hmm. through
0: (laughs) yeah fun holiday film
1: (laughs) um but yeah it definitely makes you think about your the last several years of your life um where you've grown up eating food that was beyond your control i
0: mean was sticking that bad (laughs) was it worth it
1: uh but yes what do you say steven we get into this review of dark waters let's do it we are going to take a listen to the trailer for this film and then we're going to come back and give you a review
0: Virginia Blue Ridge
1: Mountains Hi grammars What are you doing here? <laughs>
0: Your grandma tells me her grandson's some fancy environment lawyer down in Cincinnati. I am a corporate defense attorney. So? I defend chemical companies. Well, now you can defend me. How many did you lose? 190.
1: 190 cows. You tell me nothing's wrong here. It's a small matter for a family friend, help a guy who needs it. The farmer or you? That's chemicals I'm telling you. I'm seeing documents I don't understand. They're hiding something. That chemical, what if you drank it? Drank it? It's like saying, what if I swallowed a tire? What if whatever's killing those cows is in the drinking water? DuPont, better living
0: through chemistry. It's our DNA. You need
1: to tell me what in the hell's going on.
0: DuPont is knowingly poisoning 70,000
1: local residents for the last 40 years. You knew, still you did nothing. You wanna flush your career down the toilet for some cow hand? You wanna take everything that you know and turn it against an iconic American company like an informant. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? Isn't that right? Yes. They have all the money, all the firepower, and they'll use it. I know, I was one of them. Our government is captive to DuPont. They're trying to force you to make me stop. He was willing to risk his job, his family, for a stranger who needed his help.
0: The system is rigged. They want us to think it'll protect us. us. We do.
1: All right. So as mentioned before, this story follows a man who is actually a corporate defense lawyer um, who generally would be defending large clients like a chemical company or something like that. And uh, he is put in touch or he is Been put in touch with (laughs) through his grammars, um, a farmer in West Virginia. Yeah, West Virginia. West Virginia.
0: (laughs) And uh, I feel like "Take Me Home, Country Road" plays sometime. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does
1: uh, during a fun montage of him driving back to the city. Um, But uh, but yeah, so so basically, his grammars puts a farmer in touch with him and says like, "Hey, I have a cattle ranch, a little farm that I do my stuff."
0: All exactly
1: months. that eloquently. <laughs> yeah. goes, Hi, I'm my cat. dying over here and then die and then it, there's something in the water. See all them rocks, them rocks are bleached. And then, <laughs> and basically he says like, look, I know this is the chemical plant. Mm-hmm. I've called all kinds of people. Nobody will do anything about it because they're all on the take or whatever the, the thought and conspiracy might be. Yeah. And he goes like, look, here's a box of tapes. Look at this shit. You decide for yourself if you want to defend me. And Mark Ruffalo <laughs> watches some of these tapes, goes, huh, I think there might be something here, and then proceeds to spend, like, the next 20 years of his life or whatever it is. I think it's, like, 15 or yeah. maybe less. Uh, but basically, I think it starts, like, 98
0: or something. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: So he basically spends a huge chunk of his life... Uh, going through uh, all this paperwork that he's able to subpoena the company for, or whatever it's called, basically he sues them for documents. Going mm-hmm. through these documents and trying to bring charges um, against this company for poisoning this neighborhood, the state, the country, the world. I don't know. We will find <laughs> out. Um, but essentially, it's it's a it's a huge portion of his life dedicated to trying to take on this major company who. Managed to create a deadly chemical that went unregulated by the whatever regulatory part of the government exists to manage uh, chemicals. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen Miller, what did you think of Dark Waters?
0: Um, so I feel like this was a very a solid, but not particularly showy, not wanting to be showy procedural, in the sense that this is a movie that lives or dies based on the true story it is telling. And that's kind of it. Um, it's the sort of thing where I, I go back and forth as to whether like I am really happy that it is what it is, or I wish a documentary had been made on one tenth the budget instead. Yeah. Um, the reason is that like none of this movie is stylistically very interesting. I feel like it's kind of purposely being very neutral. Like this is Todd Haynes who did Carol, for instance, and this is like as far from Carol as I can think. Right. This is not a movie that is like luxuriating in anything. This is a movie that's very like the world is gray the, the word is kind of beige this is just a lawyer who's like walking around solving things the end you know yeah. meat and potatoes like we're just going to tell this story we're not going to glamorize it too much we're going to try once with a car like key in the ignition scene that doesn't really fit or so make sense so yeah. awful like worst part of the movie by far but for the most part we are just going to tell this story exactly how it went down um And this kind of story has been told many times before, like, the most clear examples. I can think about The Insider. Uh, I talked to you about it recently. I watched that on The Cruise. Um, And uh, Aaron Brockovich, which are are two movies where, like, I'm going to say much more engaging lead characters are fighting with a big corporation to kind of, like, prove their malfeasance and some third party a lawyer or someone similar to that realizes just how much sway the giant corporation has over the public um all of those like both of those movies i think are stronger than dark waters because they have like Really strong charismatic lead performances they 're directed in a way that just has like style oozing out the ass, and in general that 's kind of what you want also a byproduct of drinking uh, <laughs> drinking Teflon um, but i I think a better comparison to this, not just because of the Ruffalo connection is spotlight in a movie that is like again, we are just going to tell the procedural we 're not going to make it flashy we 're just going to make you the audience be filled with a kind of righteous outrage over what the man does to the world and what it takes for the little guy to overcome it. And I think on those grounds, this movie is quite successful. Um, I think Mark Ruffalo is a very empathetic lead character, even if he does kind of like underplay himself. Like he is not a... He's a hero, but he doesn't play as a hero, right? He plays as a kind of like awkward, unsure, never really knows what the right move is kind of guy. And the movie does not give him very many wins, right? He is kind of like... Beating his head against the wall, um, occasionally having arguments with Anne Hathaway, but otherwise. But I don't
1: think that makes him a loser.
0: (laughs) And she, I gotta say, is playing the kind of stereotypical like wife of a great man in a biopic, right? Where she's like, "I'm not gonna support you until the second it matters, and then I will." (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all very kind of like paint by numbers biopic, but the the real story that it's telling is just so compelling and insane to me that I'm like, I'm very glad I watched it, even that I if I don't know that the movie itself is justifying its existence beyond giving me an outrage. Right. Yeah. Um, And, and that's kind of how I feel like when it does try to go big, like the key in the ignition scene, it kind of like doesn't work. And it falls prey to a problem that a lot of these procedurals have where like, Everyone is an expert in their field, but in order to communicate to the audience what the problem is They have to like explain very
1: basic legal concepts yeah. to each other. Let's say you have a carbon atom And <laughs> let's say you have three more carbon atoms. That would be really strong carbon yeah, exactly. But what if you had four more carbon atoms? Yeah, that is C8 because it's C for carbon and eight for the number of carbon atoms You have C- can I get the steak? <laughs>
0: Or, like, Mark Ruffalo, for instance, explaining to all of the partners in his law firm that work at defending chemical companies, like, so they got to report what's regulated, but what about what isn't regulated yet? Have you ever
1: thought of that in your entire life? (laughs) The actual film is the South Park version of the film. Exactly, yeah. Yeah,
0: (laughs) it's very, it's very, very, very on the nose, but I... I feel like a soft spot for it anyway, because I found the movie completely gripping because the story it is telling is gripping. And as it kind of seeps closer and closer into modern day without clean solutions having been found, yeah. I realized the movie is probably half an act of like actual social outcry, right? Like it, Yeah. It, Mark Ruffalo is a producer of sorts and like without knowing anything about the movie I want to imagine that he was like god damn it I want this movie to exist and I'm gonna put my name on it so like people go see it um and so to that effect I think this is a successful movie at what it wants to do but I do think it's very paint by numbers and just as a film without the true story it's take it or leave it
1: yeah like if this was a made-up story um it it doesn't have like the flash of uh the hummingbird project right Mm -hmm. um it doesn't have that fun side of it to make you care about these characters it's just like a holy shit i'm pretty sure my whole life i've cooked on teflon yeah uh, or food has been prepared for me on teflon what the fuck is this story why did i not know about this how did i live this long without knowing oh shit and like like that aspect of the story is interesting i think that the film as a whole if you are somehow able to Separate out the the story it is telling and the title cards at the end of the film. This is a bad film, mm-hmm. um, at least approaching a bad film. It's it's not really that great, and it's really unfortunate too that like you know you already referenced Spotlight, and it, it, you know even the fact that Ruffalo is in both films. Spotlight is Spotlight is so much better than this movie. It, it is the the Walk Hard. Of this type of film, right? Which I know I'm referencing the Mm. joke version of that film, but Walk Hard did the Walk Hard thing so well that real films hope to be the fake film. Yeah, Spotlight is the only journalist film that can exist anymore, (laughs) in my mind. It's so good, and it it actually shows the process of doing the work in this film and another film that we may record a review for later, The Report. It, like i think this is a like re- i, I kind of wish you already saw the reports that we mm-hmm. could do these back to back but in both films this is not on the grounds interviewing people that should happen to this is i signed a piece of paper and a judge said give me all this paperwork and then i spent 14 years going through the paperwork and then trying to fight this through the the through bureaucracy basically so it's not piecing things to it's it is completing a puzzle where you have all the pieces. Yeah. It's not a scavenger hunt to find the pieces and then once you have them all, building a puzzle. Well, he
0: also solves it like a third of the way through the movie. And I think that's part of the narrative issue with the film is we all know what he's going to learn already. Like, it's kind of laid out for you from the very yeah. beginning.
1: Well, we don't know the part that he isn't going to learn, which mm. is the fact that Teflon doesn't exist anymore because it mm. does exist. <laughs> so yep. so that was, I mean, my, my half of my... PG&E and Philip Morris still exist, too. So. <laughs> True. But it, it's, it's, it's... Yeah, but at least PG&E is trying... Like, they just won a thing... Or the people who, who, whose lives were destroyed at least have settlements coming to them. Mm. Um, but basically, watching this film is kind of like, uh, like, holy shit, I can't believe this. And what the film does well is takes it from the story of this small town having its citizens poisoned to it wasn't just that the runoff from the factory was killing people and killing livestock it's that the chemical itself which was being used in products that were being shipped worldwide is the thing that was killing these townspeople so even though it's technically not killing you you're being exposed to it and it's a common thing that's in everybody's house it's in their carpets it's in their rain boots it's in like it's in basically fucking anything that needs to be waterproof (laughs) so it's it's one of the and also i know like here at the office they've been doing a lot of construction around the neighborhood and it has caused our water to turn colors until dark colors (laughs) dark waters until the water started changing colors I didn't know the high percentage of people that just drink tap water. <laughs> I'm one of them. I, I I I I've I've drinking like Brita filtered tap sure. water. Like I have a Brita filter at home right now. In How my often fridge. do you replace it? Uh, the filter. Well, I've I bought it. Like I've only lived in this apartment for like a month and a half okay. now. So sure. So ask me again in six months. Okay. <laughs> or whatever it is. Um. But when I buy them, I usually buy a couple. So if I remember, I don't really set the date. But every once in a while, I'm like. If it's the kind that has the red light that flashes, I'll replace it. Mm -hmm. But either way, the point being is that like I've never really drinking just like the like I drink water that comes from a tap and it goes through some charcoal rocks or whatever the fuck is in a Brita filter and then it becomes. I'm
0: gonna order a new filter while
1: (laughs) while you're talking. But it's like a thing where like I didn't realize that some people just pour water into a cup and then drink it. Yeah. (laughs) Until the water's like like this shit was being ingested by people and the corporations knew it was bad like this is crazy shit and and like it was it was amazing to just watch this film and be like yeah but when did they when does this come out and when did they turn it around (laughs) and then it just at no point in time does anything ever get better Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was just it was really it was really kind of a a terrifying there are revelations in the film which once again the character isn't doing work to uncover he's just finding the page in the company's files that does that um but the information that is being revealed is very very compelling and kind of frightening and this is like one of those things where it's like is this a good film maybe not does this film have significance? Should it be seen? Yeah, most definitely. I mean, Mm. this is the narrative version of Icarus, right? Where it's like, okay, so you made a film that was like, honestly, not very good, but the things that you revealed are like, wow, good on you for figuring that out. This is like the opposite of that, where it's like, like, yeah, you actually have really important shit to tell and you meant to tell it from the beginning, but the way you're telling it isn't necessarily compelling. And I Mm -hmm. think that there are like like the moment where you know um he's afraid to turn the key in his thing like those kind of things aren't that exciting like part of the thing that is so compelling about the story is dupont would never need to kill anybody because literally they could just get away with whatever they want like (laughs) but like that's the thing is what is what is scary is like in a conspiracy it's a a person is willing to kill another person because if the truth comes out they'll be in trouble. Dupont's never going to get in trouble. So what the fuck do they care if this guy's going around reading shit and trying to, to trying to sue them, right? Like they're it's it's one of those things where it's like he's not in danger because they don't give a shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and this is the depressing nature that's true in Aaron Brockovich too where like even at the height of it he and I, I'm not going to spoil too much this movie, but like when money does come up the biggest risk DuPont ever faces in the whole movie as far as I can tell is like $200
1: million total right
0: this is a multi-billion dollar corporation that makes billions in revenue every year alone like they
1: they were making a billion dollars in profit every year from the sales of Teflon alone
0: yeah so there's like it's just depressing right because you want to think that it's like David versus Goliath but it's really like it's David versus God yeah 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 exactly it's like (laughs) At best, you're just going to, like, get a little bit coming to some other people, but you're never going to hurt your target, right? And and that is kind of a sad thing, is that, like, in most, you're going to mildly irritate this giant corporation, but they're never going to really have to do penance for anything they did. Honestly, the weird thing to me is I—so I remember four people in this movie. I remember Mark Ruffalo. I remember Bill Camp, who you've been doing great impressions of (laughs) all night. Um, I remember Anne Hathaway and I remember Tim Robbins as his kind of like the lead lawyer. And that that's it. And of all of them, Mark is the only person I remember doing anything more than like two minutes in this movie. Yeah. Um
1: I do remember uh the one of the actors, I don't know his name, but he plays Cheaty on uh, on uh The Good Place. Mm.
0: <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> He's the guy. William Jackson Harper. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I do I, I remember all the scenes because they're also in the trailer, but also because it's cheating. He's in Midsummer too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> I remember him too. So there's two she's, people I remember. He's the
0: guy that's wrong in the trailer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you want to take all the things that you've learned being a corporate defense attorney and turn it on them like an informant. Something like that. Yep.
0: No, you know that. I thought you were going to make a joke out of it, but no, we're just saying it straight. <laughs>
1: i'm just quoting what i remember
0: yep no yeah it's just like not a very memorable movie and it it it's a weird conundrum because i still recommend people watch it but it isn't it should be an hbo movie i, I think that's how i feel it should be yeah. a movie that you see on hbo and on a sunday afternoon you're like yeah yeah, I'll throw that on, and you're going to enjoy it in the way that you enjoy like a documentary about Theranos or something, right? You'll
1: throw that on, and then you'll throw all your pans out.
0: Yeah, exactly. Toss the pans out the window, get new ones, I, I get an Instant Pot.
1: <laughs> I texted you on my way home from, from the theater. It was like, I just went to the website that makes my pans. In the facts, it says something about we don't have PFOA or AO. We only have P-F-E-T-E or something, and I was like... I was like, all right. But then today I was like, nah, that wasn't enough. So I'm like, I'm Googling about that. And apparently like (laughs) PFOA is used in the production of the other chemical. But like PFT is even worse, but it doesn't have like, it's used in making it, but nobody will explain what that means. But apparently it doesn't exist in the actual chemical itself. But the PFE, whatever stuff, if you heat it above 500, like basically, where does PF Chang's come into this? No, but here's the thing though, man. I'm telling you this is like a deep like I'm fucking off the deep end here. But like now like growing up your parents were like, "Don't use the fork on the pan because yeah. it'll scratch it," right? They were telling you that because basically if you do that then the non-stick surface will be cut, right? But here's the thing, you scratch that shit basically every time you cook, that stuff breaks down and turns into an aerosol that you breathe in. Oh
0: no, cuz <laughs> I've scraped I've scraped like Cooked meat goop <laughs> off a plan all the time with a metal fork <laughs> I'm gonna die Chris.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying I'm just saying it's it's a bad thing it's a bad bad thing
0: okay, we need some more yarn <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but at least at least at least DuPont wasn't torturing people right
0: yeah yeah at least it wasn't shooting wrestlers <laughs>
1: uh mine was a call forward to the episode mm. that we may or may not do for the report yep. <laughs> Um but yeah, any any last thoughts about uh good old Dark Waters? The report doesn't have Meryl Streep, right? That's the other
0: movie. That's the post. Okay. No, 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 there's another oh, one the this year. Laundromat? The laundromat. Yeah, yeah. Cool, got it. No, nothing more for Dark Water.
1: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well in that case, Stephen Miller, let's get to our verdicts for the film. If you're gonna give this a must see, record with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat or a must avoid, what would you give it?
0: I'm giving it a like a friendly wait for rental. I think this would be a good rental. I think you ought to rent this movie. I think you would enjoy renting it. I almost bumped it up to recommend with a caveat. I just I have to admit that as a movie it is not that great. Like it is all message and nothing else. And there's just too many good things out right now to Really spend time seeking it out, unless you're me and Chris and you watch everything, in which case, by all means, go watch this movie because only like eight people did.
1: So, this is like one of the hardest things to Mm rate. If I knew off the top of my head of a DuPont Teflon documentary that was on Netflix right now, I would say, pass with a caveat, go rent that documentary. But I also think, fucking see this movie. (laughs) Because it's crazy. So I'm going to give it a recommend with a caveat. Mm-hmm. The caveat is that it's bad. <laughs> but I think it's something... But it's not that,
0: as bad as dying of some yeah, terrible illness. It's not as bad as... All the, cow disease. I, I don't
1: have them in front of me, but there's like six... There are six legit disorders slash diseases that have 100% unequivocally be, been linked to consumption of PFOA. Um... Or AO, I don't remember which one it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But, um... Just... Yeah. (laughs) It's not as bad as those. Uh. So watch the movie (laughs) and throw away your pants. Yeah, so watch the movie and throw away your pants. Yeah, so... That was our review of Dark Waters. Stephen Miller, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they find you?
0: Uh, People can go to twitter.com slash miller or s sdavidmiller.com
1: People can find me, uh... Standing maniacally in my backyard, shooting guns at passerby helicopters (laughs) as I try to protect my farm from what I think is DuPont. Um, You're bearing
0: the lead that you have a backyard in San Francisco.
1: Well, it's all that DuPont money. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but no, in seriousness, people can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash IRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilTheWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so in Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash Facebook.com slash or Instagram.com slash If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilTheWarning.com, or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Dark Waters, so hopefully you are enjoying that. Um, We are going to take off. We have more things to record, so we will see you in the near future.
0: Bye.